Welcome to Rhema for Today. It went right on to say, Who healeth all thy diseases. It seems to me that this reveals to us the character and the nature of God. And that it reveals to us that he is just as quick to heal our diseases as he is to forgive our iniquities. Now, why can't we believe that? It's very easy to believe that he forgiveth all thine iniquities. Because we've always been taught that. But you see, we have not been taught the other part. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, A Better Covenant. Next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles with you, uh, go back to where we left off yesterday. I told you I didn't get through, you know, so you know where we left off? Go back to the 103rd Psalm, if you will, please. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with love and kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies thy desire with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles? We looked at some other scriptures, and I think to get the background here, we need to understand how God dealt with sickness and disease under the old covenant. You see, uh, everybody believes that God did deal with sickness and disease under the old covenant, but he doesn't change. I mean, he was against sin in the Old Testament, and he's against sin in the New Testament. He was against sickness in the Old Testament, and he's against sickness in the New Testament. Amen. He was for right living in the Old Testament and he's for right living in the New Testament. He was for healing and health in the Old Testament and he's for healing and health in the New Testament. And you'll learn something about principles. Now God said to Israel, I'm going to just read briefly some scriptures that we read yesterday. Here in Exodus, you know, of course, to Israel, he said, Exodus the 15th chapter and 26th verse, that if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God or to Jehovah, you see, he revealed himself unto them by the name of Jehovah, to the voice of Jehovah thy God, and will do that which is right in his eyes. Well, you see, that which is right in his eyes is that which the word of God says. Do what the word says, you're doing what's right in his eyes. And will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put or will permit, actually, the student of Hebrew recognizes this fact if you've studied deeply enough that uh, the expression in the King James translation, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, is, is a little misleading because as we read on through the Bible, we don't see it that way, but as we look up the verbs in the Hebrew, they were in the permissive sense. And what God literally said was that I will permit none of the diseases upon thee which I permitted on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord, or I am Jehovah, that healeth thee. Now in Exodus, the 23rd chapter, 25th and 26th verses, 
He said, And ye shall serve the Lord your God, or Jehovah your God, and he will bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall none cast her young, nor be barren in the land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Hallelujah. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Then turn to Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter, the 13th through the 15th verse, and he will love thee and bless thee. I wonder if he loves us any less. I wonder if he wants to bless us any less. Oh, he's the same God now that he was then. Hallelujah. And multiply thee, and he will also bless the fruit of thy body. That means your children, and the fruit of thy ground, thy grain, and thy new wine, and thine oil, the increase of thy cattle, and the young of thy flock. Well, that's prosperity, isn't it? I said, isn't it? That's prosperity, isn't it? Well, some folks seem to leave the idea, leave the impression God don't want to prosper the church. And his people now, I wonder, how come him to change? My Bible tells me he don't ever change. That is not even a shadow of turning with him. But you see, the devils lied to Christians and said, well, that's just for the Jews, that's not for us. Thank God he's the same God now as he was then. We've got a better covenant than they had. He went on to say, Thou shalt be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be male nor female barren among you or among your cattle. And the Lord, or Jehovah, will take away from thee all sickness. Now when we come to the book of Psalms, as we did yesterday, and you'll read carefully, you'll find that God was Israel's healer. It is continually mentioned that he's their healer. This 103rd Psalm that we just read to you, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. I'm glad he's still in the benefit business. (laughs) Glory to God. He hadn't canceled out our policy. It still paid up. Jesus paid the price, didn't he? The benefits belong to us. Hallelujah. Forget not all of his benefits. What are they? Well, who forgiveth all thine iniquities? As we said yesterday, here's one benefit that everybody believes is in force today. All Christians everywhere, all churches everywhere believe that he's still the God who forgiveth all thine iniquities. But too many times we stop right there. It went right on to say, who healeth? All thy diseases. It seems to me that this reveals to us the character and the nature of God. And that it reveals to us that he is just as quick to heal our diseases as he is to forgive our iniquities. Now why can't we believe that? It's very easy to believe that he forgiveth all thine iniquities. Because we've always been taught that. But you see, we have not been taught the other part. I made mention of the fact of a lady that was in our meetings in uh, December of 1950. She was in a wheelchair. She had had polio, had been stricken with polio. 
could not walk, could not do her housework. And then sitting on her lap was a little six-year-old girl, her daughter, who also was stricken with polio, could not walk, never gone to school. The husband had a job, all right, but, uh, you know, expenses can run mighty high when you got two of them afflicted with polio and then she can't do her housework. Somebody's got to come in and do the housework. Last thing he did before he went to work in the daytime was lift her out of bed and put her in a wheelchair. And then the, the lady that was there could sort of push her around, you know, and help her. Well, thank God for the polio vaccine. I'm in favor of anything that helps folks. You see those dear people like that. You know, we had such a plague of polio. Now, I had no fear of it. Because, you know, I vaccinated my children with the 91st Psalm when he's born. It works 100% of the time. Salt vaccine only works 85% of the time, they say. But uh, nonetheless, for those who do not know are not able to trust God, thank God for the salt vaccine. You see those dear people that's so emaciated and wasted. Well, that little girl was healed. I laid hands on her sitting in her mother's lap in the wheelchair. And those little limbs that had not far Two or three years function began to function. She jumped down, run up and down the aisles. I laid my hands on the mother with the same anointing, same power, same name, same authority, same word. She still sat in a wheelchair. I came back the next spring, the month of May, six months later, to another city close to where they live. There's in every service. I guess I laid hands on her nearly every night. When I left, she's still in a wheelchair. I came back about a year later to the same church where I'd first met them. She was brought into the services still in a wheelchair. I went back again in that vicinity two or three years later, and she's still in a wheelchair. I went to another place, I guess five years later. No, 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 1958. Eight years later. Eight years later, and she's still in her wheelchair. This time, her husband received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and she had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues about the first meeting she's in. And I kept saying to her, it's just as easy to receive your healing as it is to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They're both gifts. Holy Ghost is a gift. Healing's a gift. And she'd always say, I wish I could believe that. I said, you could be healed just as easy as a little girl. Brother Hagin, she'd shake her and said, I wish I could believe that. Now, why couldn't she believe that? Little girl did, just jump down, run up down the aisle, heal polio. In school now. Well, because she had been too religiously brainwashed. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We have a wonderful offer uh, this month. Uh, your, um, well, it's actually a collection of sermons by you and your dad. Yeah. Call ministering to your family. You know, family, honey, is very, very oh, important yes, to very us. Oh, yes, very important to us, yeah. You know, uh, the... 
the uh, the titles here are are uh, on the matter of a maid by Dad, and then ministering to our own world. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be, I think, that one's by me. And then you go to the role of a Christian father in here, and that's going to be by that's one I did. Yes. And then. Uh, uh, Surrounding Your Teenager with Faith and Love, that's Dad, Kenneth E. Hagen. And, and then uh, the last one, how, how to Win Your Unsaved Loved Ones, is the, is the last one, and that's, that's Dad. So these are, these are teachings that we have done, and they put them together, that's made right. ministering to your family. It is a really, really good book. It's a good informational In fact, book. Somebody was I just recently we were somebody and somebody was saying, you know, we just I, I just read that book and said it really it really helped me to know how to minister to my family. That's right. And a DVD by me called Facing Your Goliath. Yeah. And I'll just tell you, help you to know how to face your Goliath. Right. And, you know, one of the key things that we need to do is avoiding the trap of offense. Yeah. And that's three CDs by you. Right. And that's for a gift of $35 or more. Right. So we just encourage you to go and take advantage of that. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, A Better Covenant. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.